Shoop de shoop de doo. You're listening to the AP Annual Podcast, not affiliated with the Associated Press. Shoop shoop. To listen to more of our shows, visit annualpodcast.com. And to support us and help us grow our network, visit patreon.com slash the annual. Podcast. I am Tom, and I am joined, as always, by my loyal co-host Trevor Williams. Hi, Tom. Hi, Hi everyone. Hi. Hey, yeah, we got. Hey, roll call. Uh, it's crowded in here. Uh, Ke- Kevin Cole. Hey, how's it going? All right. Uh, I O Duart. What up? And Soren Dodge. Hey. Oh, I just realized I was doing all plosives, which is like the worst thing you can do for a podcast. No, that's okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was me. Uh, wow, that was like going to a Bruce Springsteen concert. Yeah, I hope you listening at home are Bruce Springsteen. Por- yeah, well, yeah, hey Bruce. Yeah. I know you listen every week. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, today is uh, is a big day for the podcast because we have not one, not two, but three guests, all recurring guests. Yeah. Kevin, IO, and Soren, welcome back. Uh, It's also a very special episode because we're watching a very special movie for a very special holiday. It's a big day for our country. That uh, When you're hopefully listening to this, the instant it comes out, (laughs) it happened a couple days prior. We're talking about the 4th of July. The movie. America's the birthday. Fourth of July. Born, born uh, on the Fourth of July. No, born born on the Fourth of July. No, uh, no, the Fourth of July is happening or has happened when you're listening to this. So uh, we today are watching a little movie called Independence Day. The Fourth of July. ID four. Ah. That's that's yeah. Uh, you remember that? Yeah, kind of. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what that was? It was very yeah. yeah. It was like hey, hey, let's call this something cool. No size. ID four. Um, okay, so I think for the most people, this movie has a somewhat special place in their heart because they've. Se- have you, Kevin? You've seen it. Yeah, you've but I did not times? see it when it came out. That's okay. When it came out, a friend of mine like went to a book fair and got like a holographic poster of the White House blowing up, and I was like, "Wow, I want to see that movie." And your but parents, my parents were, yeah. were like, "No." Also, book fairs are awesome. Yeah, yeah. man, I miss book so fairs. So exciting. Soren, you've seen this a number of times. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah. I would say a number of times. Trevor, yep. oh, I I owned this one on VHS. Yeah, no, saw it in the theaters when it came out. Probably on the f- yeah. on Independence Day. Yeah, I definitely saw it in the theaters and uh, enjoyed it thoroughly and have continued to over the years. I O, how many times have you seen this movie? Uh, a solid zero, Tom. Wow, this Whoa. is exciting. <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah. Um, it just never really came into my sphere. As a, as a kid, I wasn't allowed to watch like violent movies, and not even if they had the Fresh Prince in them. Not e- like especially if they did. My <laughs> parents had a very we- no, they no fine. wild wild west. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, hmm? but but yeah, so I I just have never seen it. Um, I saw that they did like a a remake recently. Or <laughs> yeah, a sequel. A sequel. Oh, it was yeah. a sequel. It was a, and it was a literal twenty years later sequel. I watched like it. Twin Peaks. Because it was twenty. <laughs> it it was twenty it was years like or so Peaks. after it actually came out. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I'm like not big into sci-fi, and I feel like I should be ashamed of that. But I just don't care be. for you it. You should be real ashamed. <laughs> I mean, you can like what you like. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not that big into sci-fi, that's not a problem. But I would say that this toes this goes right uh, down the line between sci-fi and just realism. And it was a blockbuster. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. in the it's it, it was a cultural moment. It was like Bill the first Pullman Transformers movie. <laughs> you know, I well, I did actually just have one question. Yeah, shoot. Because I don't know. Exactly what the movie is about, but right. what I'm under the impression I'm under is that aliens invade the Earth 
Yes. And they start with America because America is the capital of Earth, right? Um, oh. No, they start with the whole world. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they only fight them off in America? No, they oh. fight them off all over the world. All over the world. But... Okay, but it's Independence Day. Right. So okay. It's so fun. we can't. We can't. <laughs> like, if like, so there's gonna be this part that you're gonna. It's probably you're gonna probably tear up because <laughs> definitely, um, no, no, definitely. Something I'm so <laughs> excited about is I actually told uh, Trevor this earlier the week. I was like, hey, I was gonna be on the podcast. They've never seen Independence Day, uh, and <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I get to witness someone be inspired by President Bill Pullman for the first time <laughs> because he's the one who brings uh, everyone together yeah. to say, let's take these alien bastards down and the world will now have Independence Day together. <laughs> Not just oh, America. Boy, so it's today <laughs> we're all America. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> obviously everyone wants that. <laughs> Obvious. You know what? Honestly, I think Um, and it's great too because President Bill Pullman, he's playing a fictionalized version of himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this was before he was even president. Right. Yeah. Um, I have to. Uh, we have to pause real quick because. Oh, okay. Because we have so many people, I feel like we're facing technical difficulties we've never had before. Whoa. You see Samuel Check. L. Jackson. All right, and we're Four. back. Five. Samuel, oh, after that short break. <laughs> All right. Um, so. This star studded, star studded. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's Huge. go around, um, including IO, and uh, <laughs> and say a celebrity that they remember being in this movie. What would you like to start? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you you go. Uh, Randy Quaid playing the man he would eventually grow to become. <laughs> yes, that is so accurate. Wow. Um. So I actually want to take a swing in the dark. Is Jeff Goldblum in this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I he did come back for the sequel. Yes. I remember seeing yes, him in the did. preview. And Will Smith did not, so he could do uh, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. A tough break. But yeah. Although I don't know what would have <laughs> what would have been worse. <laughs> but um, I heard Jeff Goldblum was in the sequel, and he just said life finds a way, and like, that was <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, yeah, and but he rides off on a T Rex. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jay Maskus, right? He's the <laughs> the scientist. Who? Jay Maskus. Jay Maskus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not actually Jay Maskus. No, no, but it definitely, they look very similar. Who is Jay Maskus? He's a a guitar player. Yeah. Oh, got it. I totally forgot he was in that. Uh, Data from Star Trek is in it. Uh, Who is he? LeVar Burton? No. No, that's that's Jordy LaForge. LaForge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Jada Brent, Brent Spiner, yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith. Is she? Oh, nice. I yep. think so, right? As no. no, I don't no. think so. Are you no. Sure? no, I think she was That's still Vivian in Fox. like. Yes, oh, is it Vivian correct. Fox? Yeah. Damn it! All right. Yeah, Do you think every woman that Will Smith is married to in the movie? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that probably, wife. yeah. I think that's that's what caused that confusion. Um, wow. Yeah, it is. It is Vivian Fox. Can I just say, in the '90s, I'm pretty sure Jada Pinkett Smith was still fronting a hardcore band. Really? She was a me- in a metal band, yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot awesome. about that. Uh, all right, keep going. Who else is in it? Oh, I'm sure a child actor who is who's very popular now. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, I thought, because there is a Randy Quaid's kids mm-hmm. are in it. Are, uh, they all look familiar. And I remember thinking for the longest time that I thought the the middle like brother, or the youngest, the youngest one, the youngest son, I thought it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but it's mm-hmm. not. I'm pretty sure it's not. Maybe it is. He was busy filming oh. Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judd uh, Hirsch. Isn't Judd Hirsch in it? Is like the dad. Judge Reinhold? <laughs> <laughs> Judd Hirsch. He's like yeah. the older man in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, he's Jeff Goldblum's dad? Right? Sure. Uh, he's, yeah. That guy's in stuff. I yeah. like that guy. He's, he's a good character. He's in the new one, too. Ooh. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, I.O.? Uh, 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 Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Yeah, oh, oh, my gosh. When he goes in and he says, do you remember his line, Trevor? Yeah, he says, when he says I used to suck dick for cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was oh, a man. really good part. That part. That <laughs> part. Right before the, well, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, Soren. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Nope, Mars Attacks. Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith, yeah, hey, no one. Oh, 
That reminds me of the next person I'm going to say, unless Trevor gets to it first. Another star in the movie. Another celebrity. Uh, esteemed character actor, Noam Samerson, <laughs> as the vice president. I'm pretty sure. No, but that is it is a guy. It's uh, the kid's... The dad in blank check is the vice president in, oh, yeah. in Independence Day. He died recently. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, I no. think a couple of years ago. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. What? Is, uh, is Will Smith's wingman. Can I? Okay. Goose. <laughs> Guys, I have a Harry Connick Jr. story. Oh. So okay. I, was, I was working in a wedding And it better morning. involve meeting him. Oh, Jesus. Okay, maybe not. But no, I was working a wedding this morning, and one of the bridesmaids uh, is the company manager at a theater up in Pennsylvania or something. And she was talking about, she was joking about how she had to miss the bride's bridal shower because Harry Connick Jr. is performing. And she said, yeah, moms are totally wet for Harry Connick Jr. (laughs) And then she was like, not to be coarse or anything. And I, she was like, yeah, they're like throwing their fucking panties at him. Coarse at all. It was super coarse, especially at five in the morning. And it was weird. They don't actually throw their panties at him, do they? I don't think so. But apparently like. It's a thing that people do at concerts. Not at Harry Connick Jr. concerts. But it wasn't even a concert. He was like in a show, like a theater show. Oh. And apparently he was like. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Harry yes. Connick Jr. as the Scottish King. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, apparently there was like his management was super uptight and there were like barricades so people couldn't meet him. But yeah, apparently moms are like oh. super wet for Harry Connick Jr. All right. So I will always pay? think about that when I think about <laughs> Harry Connick are Jr. Are you wet <laughs> for Harry Connick Jr.? Let us know at nowavailableov at gmail.com. Especially if you're a mom. Hope we get some yeah. emails out of that one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's gonna be my new handle on Twitter, just like wet for Harry Connick. Uh, Not junior, <laughs> senior. Yeah. Wet for Harry Connick all. <laughs> so uh, I, I think another important thing about this movie is that it was sort of iconic for its uh, special effects. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because it was like I remember it being like a big deal. When we saw like the trailer for it in whatever movie we were watching, and you know the the White House exploding. Yeah, like how like, did they get that... away with actually blowing up the White House? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. They had to build a whole new crazy. One? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's all Nuts. prefab. It's all locked in Area Fifty One. Like that was that was a huge that was a huge thing about it, and just like it like it was a massive blockbuster, kind of the first like massive blockbuster that I remember in my life being like this huge phenomenon the marketing everywhere the id4 and all that stuff what year was jurassic park though yeah jurassic park for sure but like i didn't see that in the theater i was like i was like five when that came out my parents didn't take me to that was this movie before or after uh encounters with the fifth kind or something uh close encounters of the third kind yeah yeah after (laughs) so this was after that yeah because i always conflate these two movies because they both had giant spaceships on the yeah, yeah. and they That's both true. have Richard Dreyfus. No. Yep. No. <laughs> oh, okay. mm-hmm. um, Tom, do you remember that line that Richard Dreyfus says in this movie? Yeah, he says, "We're gonna need a bigger boat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't even say that in Joss. <laughs> <laughs> he says it in Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's often Which actually <laughs> reminds me. And I could be totally wrong, but in my head, Jeff Goldblum says, must go faster, must go faster uh, in this yes, movie. Yes, he, he does? does? Yeah. No, yes. absolutely. 100%. And I guarantee, <laughs> like, it, I mean, it has to be a callback to Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Because I know this wasn't Spielberg, but it may have, like, maybe produced by, I don't know. But e- either either way, yeah, there it's uh, Will Smith and uh, Jeff Goldblum are the ones that are tasked to get in the alien craft that they have commandeered they must hack and the mainframe yeah they gotta i gave it a cold <laughs> um <laughs> gold bloom is so good uh this <laughs> man this is uh this is some classic gold bloom one of the like, best gold real, it is yeah it's up it's this is easily i think top three gold bloom mm-hmm. um i'm excited yeah no he's great it's really it, the ensemble cast i think is it's it's just i think it's fantastic it's well paced mm-hmm. i can't wait to watch this it's movie. exciting scary but mostly fun scary yeah it's it's fun for the whole family do you see yeah. the aliens yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. you know i and i would say because 
in a world where in a world in a world where we've had so many different kinds of aliens, especially like anything from harmless and the like grays. family friendly, yeah, the grays to like like to like xenomorphs, right? Like I feel like they in this movie they do a great job of like creating like an original looking weird alien. They're weird. They kind of have like weird psychic power. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah they get J Mask, but good. they're straight up evil. <laughs> like yeah, I don't know how much they we're are, supposed yeah. to reveal. Io, but no spoilers. No spoilers. That's kind of okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right. We'll see. I feel like there's got to be some mild ones, just because. Well, I mean, sure. Like I mean, you know, Randy Quaid's in it. Yeah. That's a pretty big spoiler. Yeah, that's most yeah. of the plot. So. Uh, which much. I got to say, this is peak Randy Quaid. Really good Quaid. Uh, um, <laughs> and uh, you don't even wish that he was Dennis in this. <laughs> uh, not once. Not even once. Yeah. Not, not once. You're just like, way to go, way to go. But he plays a pivotal role. Uh. Kevin, what are your associated memories with this movie? Well, my main one, like I said, was that holographic poster from the book fair. <laughs> yeah. I was real jealous of it. <laughs> uh, like I, I remember because on the on the VHS cover too, it was like it had the hologram that like it had the the White House and it would explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, so it was just it was just, it was just like that, but in poster form. Yeah, right. that is really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, outside of that, I uh, my. The big one that's been hovering in my brain for the past few minutes is that in this movie they reference, and a good chunk of it happens at Area 51. Yes. And they were going to, they reached out to the Air Force and they were like, Will you help us make our space movie with, uh, you know, because uh, Will Smith is in the Air Force? And they were like, Well, we will if you take out the Area 51 references from your script. And they were like, no dice. No. And so yeah, the Air Force an didn't help them. Movie. Yeah, seriously, right. fuck that. So that no, was like... before they even acknowledged it was a real thing. And so they were like, get it out of there. It's well, that's not why the, real. That's why the Air Force isn't involved with that anymore. It's all Space Force. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they, Wait. They're out. Separate but equal. <laughs> Will Smith was in the Air Force? In, in this movie. In this movie. Oh, I thought you meant. <laughs> no, yeah. They reached out to Will Smith, who was in the Air Force. And, then and he said, well. I one you have to take the air for the area 51 references out and if you don't I'll just be in the movie anyway but I won't <laughs> tell you any air force secrets. Well that's fine. We've made up enough secrets for them to deny that I think we can assume that it's all true. Yeah. Yeah, everything in Independence Day uh about Area 51 I think is probably true mm-hmm. or completely made up. Well, I remember too growing up I had the that same like blurred line because I was very into like aliens and stuff, and I'd go and I'd watch like sightings on the Sci-Fi Channel at like on Saturday mornings. Is that a close just, encounter of the first kind? I guess it was just one of those shows where it was like, but there, here's a video of real UFOs, and here's a new uh, piece of metal we found near the Roswell crash site. Is it real? Who knows? So I remember like having that same like blurred level of reality that I have with 2001 A Space Odyssey where I was like, did they blow up the White House? <laughs> this is like a documentary. Where's the monolith now? Yeah. Uh, so, Io, since you have not uh, seen this movie, I think it's only appropriate that you give us the rundown of the plot. Yep. At least, like, what you think happens. Okay. Uh, go. What I have gleaned about Independence Day. Okay, so... Independence Day uh, takes place in the 90s, and America is a superpower that it's always been. And then aliens come and invade Earth, but, like, we only care that they blow up the White House. I'm pretty sure they don't target any other kind of, like, municipal buildings in any other countries. Um, And then the aliens, they, like, land and they trot down, and they kind of, like, try to take over. And then, like, Will Smith and... um, Oh, his sidekick, uh, Jordy LaForge. I can't remember. Will Smith and his sidekick, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum. It wasn't Jordy LaForge. Um, and then they go up into the ship, and then they take the ship, and then they, like, defeat a bigger ship. And then everyone's, like, the 4th of July is Independence Day for the world, and it's entirely revisionist. Not going to lie. You pretty much nailed it. Eerily accurate. Very correct. Eerily accurate. Yeah. Especially when the aliens trot out of the ship. 
Yeah, they're like, horses, Like right? little horses. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, these are original aliens. I can only assume that they have hooves because they're that's not something people. we've seen before. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, Animorphs had hooves, right? Those are aliens. And, and uh, yeah, the Andalites. Yeah. That, right? The yeah, Animorphs sorry. were aliens? Well, no, the Animorphs were the human kids that got uh, Animorph powers were given those powers by an Andalite, uh, right. which were like these centaur alien people. Mm-hmm. Basically, like a time. So they're like small andals. I guess. I don't even know if that's how it was pronounced. Sandals. I just remember. Yeah, the S was silent. (laughs) One of the characters, eventually, it was a young andalite who anamorphs into a human (laughs) and and poses as a human for a while. That makes sense. You guys want to. If you can turn into an other animal, I mean, humans are animals. It makes no sense why you couldn't. You know what? I think we've got a spinoff podcast called Animorph Book Club. Let's do it. The let's whole series. It. Yep. I would love that. All right. I think we should watch this movie. Yeah. I think first, it. though, uh, I should tell you guys to be ready to be boggled by the blockbuster that beats all the others by a light year. Mm-hmm. That was in the News Tribune. I don't like all those bees. <laughs> yeah. Be ready to be, be boggled, boggled by the blockbuster that beats all the blah blah blah. But also, they don't travel by light years in this movie. <laughs> they just I like mean, the oh, throw do. a sci-fi term. We can in assume there. the aliens do. Yeah, they had to get here from somewhere. I mean, sure, sure. <laughs> generational craft. Yeah. Necessarily yeah. have to also travel with light speed. All right, so I, uh, you've never seen this. Tell me if you read this and you want. You know, actually, you should do it. You're at the you're at the video store, which still okay. exists. You pick this up. You read the synopsis on the back. Do you pick it up? You take it home. All right. So the front fan. is misleading because it looks like the White House is getting sucked up into a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, the DVD menu looks boring, and then there's a picture of what looks like a hole in the sky. So I'm not sold. Um, One of the biggest box office hits of all time delivers the ultimate encounter when mysterious and powerful aliens launch an all-out invasion against the human race. The spectacle begins when massive spaceships appear in the Earth's skies, but wonder turns to terror as the ships blast destructive beams of fire down on cities all over the planet. You think that's funny? (laughs) No, that's horrifying. (laughs) Just wonder turns to terror. And so I'm imagining the first hour now is just people going to be like, yay, like riding the space horses. Um, now, the world's only hope lies with a determined band of survivors uniting for one last strike against the invaders before it's the end of mankind. You know what? I think I would like, this seems like the kind of thing that like if I go home to have dinner with my parents and then my dad picks the movie, like I would stick around to watch it. But if I was like living as my cool self now in the 90s, I'd probably put it back and get something else. But again, just like sci-fi isn't my kink. So I'm not that into it. But I will be today. All right. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts before we watch the Ding Dang movie? Yeah. Let's do it. Any do, other? Do the thing. Yeah. Any other crazy pictures or impressions that you know you remember specifically from the past? Welcome so, to uh, Earth, man. Welcome to welcome Earth. To Earth. Welcome to Earth. Oh, home. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bicycle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I just uh, this this was a, another one of the movies that, like, even after it came out. We rented it. We watched it as a family. It was, you know, it was a good, it was a good movie night pick. Did you guys have any characters that you like played pretend to be? Does that make sense? Where you ever like, I'm Will Smith and I'm shooting aliens. I don't, I don't think we ever played Independence yeah, Day. I don't remember ever having it's done hard that. to but win that game. I think uh, Jeff Goldblum's character always, I always loved. I was like his character because he was smart. You know, he was like, and he was like, he, he wasn't like a. Uh, like a tough guy, he didn't like get things done by hitting things. Right, like some people. He wanted to recycle. Will Smith. Will yeah, <laughs> I was still a dinosaur kid probably then, so I would have pretended to be a Velociraptor from Jurassic Park fighting the Independence Day aliens. Ooh. Yeah. Love it. Uh oh, President Roslin from uh, Battlestar Galactica is Bill Pullman's wife. Oh yeah, yes she is. Yeah. Oh. All right, uh, let's watch this movie. Uh, It's going to be great. No spoilers.
going to revise my statement from the first half, and I'm going to change my Twitter handle to Wet for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, so, yeah. All right. Well, so what? Harry Connick Jr. dies Welcome so back, early. Everyone. It's like you don't not really even have time. time. Yeah, so yeah. That being said, uh, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> <laughs> but the episode, the second half is definitely coming in on that statement. Uh, <laughs> So uh, now that we all know that Io is wet for <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> which I think all of us were a little wet for Jeff. Goldblum. At least a little bit. Oh, He's yeah. very handsome. It was very this was moist. Like he smoldered the entire time. <laughs> he really yeah. did. And you know, I gotta yeah. say, this is like this is like pre becoming an internet meme, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> and it was really man top notch. Everything it was perfect. Um, yeah. I'm just, right out the gate, I'm just gonna say, uh, I. This movie is re- legitimately really good. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's so good. A lot of fun. It yeah. is. It is a quintessential example of a of a summer blockbuster, but it does it. But it still like manages to be a good movie in the process. Yes, there are plenty of things that make you go, "Oh well, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum got to DC from New York during <laughs> chaotic." craziness and in less than six hours because the traffic was going the other way well yeah obviously when he got close Uh. to when he got close to dc Uh, 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 uh. oh oh the aliens showed up and they didn't think to tell the president that they knew about (laughs) aliens before but even then they address they say that in the movie they're like why didn't you tell us you idiot secretary of defense oh will smith left in a stolen helicopter and immediately found his (laughs) soon-to-be wife and child she had a gps oh no No. he had gps tracker in her 96 you know what i i really enjoyed this movie a lot the only thing that bugs me and how Hindsight and during it, I guess, was like small, weird relationship details that I was like, that's not how those work. Like so, what? like, for instance, at, at the beginning, like Will Smith and Vivica Fox are like all over each other, and he's like practically her kid's dad and all this stuff. And then he like gets to talk to Harry Connick Jr. and he pulls out a ring. He's like, and he's like, What? I thought you were gonna break up with her. And he's like, No, man, I want to marry her. And it's like, but she's a stripper. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like that yeah. has- never yeah, get yeah. a job at NASA if you marry a stripper. Well, if there's one thing just- NASA hates is <laughs> well, strippers. I do think that part of that is the sort of the old fashioned idea of like an astronaut being one of the elite members of the public that is selected to go into space mm-hmm. like it used to be oh yeah it used to be uh expected that the astronaut's wife is like some like presentable respectable young woman like which is all you know mm-hmm. stupid bullshit mm-hmm. that should, i don't know a single be... astronaut wife annie glenn was a stripper i'm just yeah <laughs> <laughs> mrs aldrin <laughs> yeah they're all like, strippers yeah. but much in the same way as like politicians you know like you're you're not going to be elected president of the United States if you're married to a stripper. Yeah, no, sure. Or, I, I guess that's or a woman that takes you know. We're not voting for astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's true. Yeah, it's I don't brave know, new but world. like there is there is that. So like the stripper thing was off putting, but more specifically, it was like, wait, why were they going to break up and now he's going to going to get yeah. engaged? And then like Jeff Goldblum and the chick, Just they were like, room talk. Uh, we're we're divorced, but I still love you, and like and I still ring. love you too. But it was you weren't ambitious enough, and yeah. you were too ambitious. But I love you, and it's like, what? This isn't how adults comport themselves. It's the kind of thing that worked great for a movie, but yeah, certainly did not. Um, he punches her boss in the head because he was like, I'm jealous. That's not cute. That's no. a reason to get divorced and get a restraining order. Sure. Very much so. Yeah, and even still, the fact that he can use his job as, a, I don't know, a cable television provider to find out her phone number. Exact location. And her exact location. Also a good reason for a restraining order. (laughs) Kevin, you have access to this information, right? You've been in cable television. Mm -hmm. You just pull up outside of a girl's house, put a little thing (laughs) on your car. Put a little gizmo on your car. car. And they'll tell you exactly what room she's in. So you can stand outside the window with a (laughs) boombox. I'll agree. Like There are certainly some problematic things about Jeff Goldblum's character. However... Uh, I I love him. He's encourageable. That's fair. I'm gonna tweet about it <laughs> on my new Twitter. We're so charming <laughs> AF. 
Yeah. Oh, so charming. I feel so like funny. he was like slightly like sweaty this whole movie because like his shirt was he open was all the whole time. Oh, it got, it got yeah. progressively more and more open. One <laughs> yeah. button at yeah. a scene would yeah. come down. He was Dr. Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to start doing that in my day to day life. Just like loosen one button at a time and be like, what's, were you even wearing a shirt earlier? No, it got hot. So <laughs> And things got really intense. Something I was surprised by, which I shouldn't be because I am the one. Uh, on the podcast that uh, gets uh, hit with the feels the hardest and uh, tends to tear up. Um, there were numerous times throughout this movie that I was just, I was really hit with uh, o- overwhelming emotional feelings. And I was like, and part of it was just like time and place and remembering watching this movie and, and remembering being like a kid in the nineties and like, talking about this with my friends and then but i i just i one thing that i do think it nails really well are the just um the the weight of these relationships mm. between all the people and what it means that like the like literally the president of the united states who's trying to save not just his country but the world walks out of the hospital room right after his wife dies and like can't even she tell died? his daughter <laughs> she's just sleeping. She's just sleeping. <laughs> she's sleeping. I thought says. she just uh, went to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. So did if New they York had City. To I, her so earlier. I think that that yeah. it, in that regard, I think you know that's another thing that I think makes it a good movie is that oh, I actually do care about these. All of the, I care. I care about all the characters in this movie, which I think it's got to be so hard to do with so many mm-hmm. and with so little time for each one. Mm, no, that that's totally fair. I think especially like. With Randy Quaid and his kids, you know, I, at the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, this is just kind of very distracting. But then kind of by the end of his arc and like with his son and the room, the NASA room or whatever, it was all very. Yeah, his son who's like the whole time is like, dad, you're such a fuck up. Dad, fuck. God damn it. We were going to actually literally leave without you. And then you showed (laughs) up. God damn it. I can, I couldn't even get rid of you then. And then. He sacri- sacrifices himself for humanity. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. man. I, you know me. I don't, I don't usually tear up. No, you have no heart. Yeah. But, you know, this one part when, uh, when Jeff Goldblum puts the mini disc in his <laughs> laptop, and yes. I was just, what a, what a wasted potential for a technology, you know? Like, know. Yeah. God, we had that amount. You know, we could have, we had that. We could all be using mini discs right now and just, Gotcha, huh? It's just, it really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> also, really when, sad. He's, when he's inside the spaceship and he's uploading the virus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, is that what, like, high-profile hackers have on their oh computers? Oh, my God. And who had time to program virus. that, like, sprite of this yeah. poison yeah, skull yeah, laughing? Yeah. Oh, I love that. That was so menacing. It was oh such a good gosh. touch. I don't even care that it was, like, dramatic. I think that might have been one of my favorite flourishes in the movie. All, but all, honestly, all I could think was, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> didn't say the magic words. No, I and I, I mentioned this while we were watching it. I love in all movies, if to this day, because like it's it never gets old. Just like the fake uh, user interfaces that they create <laughs> for like these for these fictional uh, you know operating systems, mm-hmm. I find always hilarious, especially in the early days of the internet, where it's just mm-hmm. like, and which also too, it's just like it's like holding up a sign. Uh, to the audience going, this is what's happening. Exposition. <laughs> Virus is uploading right now. You know, it's... I don't and, know. I, and there's always a loading a loading bar. bar. You know, like well, there's always a percent. His power on screen was the HAL 9000 from 2001. Yeah, that, that was, was clever. Touch. That was clever. Yeah, no, any anytime there's an interface for something that would definitely just be numbers, it's like, wow, wait a minute. What if we turn it on its side... <gasps> It's a map. It's a, it was a map the whole time. Look, it's a picture that we can look at. Every time. And also, too, <laughs> like, they were talking about uploading it and everything, and Trevor's like over there, so what, do you think they use uh, Arabic numerals? <laughs> but, uh, do you think, uh, is it a binary system that That's, they use? Yeah, how, they, how are we going to make these two probably different languages work since they appear to be telepathic? Not to mention, like, uh, like, uh, I recently watched a video about quantum computing because I wanted to like learn more about like what exactly that is. Nerd. And, uh, Nerd. <laughs> and all I'm saying is like if 
if uh, if quantum computers and quantum computing is this just this new thing that we're just now getting into, uh, then like I'm sure those aliens probably aren't operating on like a binary system. Like, Windows ninety five. Oh. Yeah, like no, right. <laughs> they're not on like, Windows ninety five. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like I'm sure Windows ni- like you know Windows ninety five would not jive with whatever the fuck they are using. <laughs> Plus, they have telepathic like. So much of their communication doesn't even have to occur over some sort of electronic yeah. device. Jeff Goldblum's over here with flying toaster screensavers, <laughs> <laughs> and the aliens are a little bit beyond that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, IO, I'm very curious. Uh, uh, I've got a, a couple quick questions for you. Mm-hmm. Number one, uh, did you enjoy the movie? Number two... Are you at all like enticed to even despite like what you've heard about it, enticed to watch the sequel? Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. I thought it was great. I yeah, I mean, like despite all of the criticisms I have of the relationships, I feel like those are criticisms I have of most major Hollywood movies sure. because they're not emotionally thoughtful. Oh, especially in many the ways. older they they are. Oh, for sure, yeah. exactly. But um, no, I totally want to watch the second one. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm, like, bummed that Will Smith isn't in it, but, like, Jeff Goldblum's in it, so, like, I need to get that content for my Twitter. I hardly so. remember it other than I was super disappointed, but I will watch it with yeah. you. Oh, my God, let's I fucking do it. it. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum's dad is in it again. He was great in this, too. Is there uh, going to be, like, another boomer? Well, okay, I want, okay that, was, that was my next question yes. for you, Io. What was your favorite part of the movie? <laughs> honestly, like, well, no, honestly, honestly, I think... The part that I genuinely enjoyed the most was the part where he's like, must go faster, must go yeah, faster. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, that was so good. I was I, waiting for it the whole movie. I get it. It was very funny. I like it a lot. But um, my second favorite part of the movie was when Vivica A. Fox and her darling little boy are like running in the metro thing from the explosion. And then <laughs> she's like, oh, so... maintenance closet, like kicks over the maintenance oh closet. Oh, my gosh. And Boomer is with them the whole time. And he's like running. And they're like, Boomer. And he's like jumping over cars. And he like jumps. And I screamed because I genuinely thought he was going to be caught in the fucking brush <laughs> fire just blowing through the tunnel. But it... he like just makes it in the door. And I teared up. I was so stressed out. because It the was idea... a nail biter. Yeah, down, do you ever, down to the very last second. Because the thing is His about dogs, like they totally go. Which <laughs> <laughs> just on fire. Like, but the, the thing is, and like in movies like this, where the dog isn't the focal point, it's very easily a plot point for like emotional manipulation. You know, like dogs oh. die and all the time. And so oh, I was yeah. like, holy shit, they killed in Harry Will Connick Smith Jr. They, what would they, uh, why would know, they not yeah. kill this that dog? That was, you know, it, I almost felt uh, uh, like a bad person not warning you ahead of time. Harry Connick Jr. That's okay. Because I know he makes all of us in this room wet. Like, (laughs) not Jeff Goldblum wet. Not Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) (laughs) Several different levels of wet in the movie. I'm sorry I said it. It's not your fault. It's your (laughs) client's fault. (laughs) Exactly. Um, No, and they do, and not just him, but also. uh, Harvey uh, Oh, Firestein. Yeah. That actually really bumped yeah. me out. Sad. Yeah. Because, I mean, imagine so, yeah. like, if your last words were, <laughs> oh, crap. Like, what a fucking bummer. Oh, What's yeah. he up to these days? Harvey Firestein? Yeah. He didn't actually die, did he? No. Not he was, in the attack on New York. Edna Turnblad in the original Broadway production of Hairspray. Oh. There you go. Oh, was he? Yeah. He's oh, killing I didn't it. That. Um, Kevin. Yes. I need, I'm desperate to know your thoughts and feelings about the movie. You had well, some some choice commentary throughout. <laughs> Io's favorite part is like my part of the movie that I think is a hundred percent bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> because they hid from the firestorm and like the, the closet of fire coming <laughs> towards them through this tunnel. Not just that, but this like heavy metal door was like had a had a padlock on it. Like yeah. it had like a, a you know. Yeah, padlock. Mm -hmm. And fucking, you know, I'm sure uh, Vivica Fox has got some serious leg strength, but she kicks in this door. (laughs) Like, not Mm -hmm. on the first try, not on the second try, but, like, probably the third or fourth try. Like, that's number Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. I think she could do it. I mean, as a a pole dancer, I would argue that she's probably ripped as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I believe it, but, but I, then, I, I think most people underestimate the kind of strength that it takes to kick in 
a large metal door. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's ripped, but also locks her there for a reason. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, they do it in movies <laughs> all the time. It's not that hard. But also, like, this huge wave of fire that has decimated Los yes. Angeles. But if you get in the right maintenance closet at the right time, you're A-OK. It's that whole idea about, like, if you're escaping an avalanche, mm-hmm. you just find a tight little corner to hide behind, and you're mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Because things be don't fine. turn corners. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not Straight way. ahead. Yeah. That's how fire yeah. works. So it was my favorite part, but I will acknowledge that she would have died in real life because Boomer didn't even close the door behind him. Yeah, what the fuck, Boomer? Boomer. Yeah. But he does live to the end. He does they take him the every Yeah, no. Yeah. Which is like, great. Like we are always reassured owners. that he's still okay. I was on Boomer Watch this whole time. Boomer I was watch. pointing him out in scenes. Hashtag Boomer. It's probably um, very annoying for the rest of you. <laughs> but other than that part, Kev, like what how'd you feel about the movie? Oh, I love it. It's a great fun action <laughs> flick. Alright. I feel like I feel with most movies in that I wish there were more aliens in them. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, there are obviously that. aliens everywhere. Though that one scene was Good horror movie oh, stuff. Yeah. The with, one like yeah, that with the data. dissection scene is mm-hmm. fantastic. This yeah. is certainly an Wait, example. Wait, was of... Data the guy with the long hair? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, that's <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I didn't even realize that's who it was. I was like, <laughs> um, who's this funky nerd? He was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So this is a good example of a movie that where people say like, there's something in there for everybody because it really, really is. There's comedy. There's like that horror element in that scene that you just mentioned, yeah. and then there's also like great action, and also like I said, like I really think they handle character development in that like usually with a huge ensemble like this and such a big uh high stakes story character development is the thing that fucking sucks the mm-hmm. most and i feel like they nailed it in this movie i think the funniest part too uh, that for me is when uh will smith is leaving because he got called off of his like yeah. fourth of july <laughs> break and oh, his yeah. vivica <laughs> fox here is let's like, here let's reenact yeah it. yeah um what you can't uh, you can't go. You're supposed to be on leave. Well, they called it off. I gotta go. Uh, go help my b- boys. No, you can't do it. It's it's Fourth of July. They canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> like he legit like yells. He's ornery as fuck. He like, rages comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because the rest of the time too, he's like, "Oh, I'm just wise cracking whatever during this whole thing." Right. And then like she makes a second snippy comment about him leaving. He's like, "God damn it!" Like, yeah, no, he's. Why don't you listen to me, woman? <laughs> I think it's a really thin veneer. Like as soon as he crashes and punches that alien in the face, he is like in his head that whole time. Yeah. He's yelling at that alien. He just starts kicking the shit out of it while it's in the parachute. I yeah, just, like he, I, opens, he opens the spaceship and the aliens like tentacles are flying out and this alien can like almost kill the president with its mind waves later on but Will Smith just gives it a good punch to the side of the head and it's out I for three hours. Yeah. That moment is so good because like when you think about like if this is reality and like Will Smith is a real person in this you, in Steve this Rogers. World. Yeah, he is Steve Rogers. Right. <laughs> and he crash lands after like somehow getting this uh, alien craft to, to crash land. And then his first instinct is just, just to walk right up to it, <laughs> open it up, and punch the alien in the face. That's pretty, that's that's amazing. Was his full name Steve Rogers? No, but we, his <laughs> name was Steve. Steve Mill? No. Steve Miller. Steve Miller. It, no, it was Hiller. Oh. Hiller. It was Hiller because uh, I remember yeah. I was like, that's too close to Hitler for my comfort. Um, Soren. Yeah. Thoughts, feelings. Uh, wonderful reactions. film. Um, always has been, always will be. Yeah. Uh, holiday classic. Um, <laughs> specifically, the first 30 minutes made up entirely of like flash cuts, which mm. is just wonderful. The montages are great. The communications montage. Oh, mm. I agree. Yeah, that was yeah. actually really cool. Yeah. Really great Those were montage. well done and also did a good job in a very short period of time saying, hey, this is a global scale. I know we've been in America the whole time, but this is global. This is what now. Africa looks like. Yeah. They all have spears. <laughs> yes, okay, that was... Right, okay, yeah. one, they didn't have spears, but you know what? They did multiple cuts to Africa because they had the Bedouin tribes. They had, had Egypt. Egypt. And then they had a specific tribe that I don't know what it was. So you know what? They cut to Africa at least three times. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Australia go. once. Huge. 
yeah, yeah. got that Sydney it, Opera it House Sydney, in there. Yeah, yep, yep. The uh, they did just as far as visual effects go, wonderful. Yeah, really. The good. the sense of scale was spectacular. <laughs> yeah, and the the shots were really well put together. I would say the special effects actually held up better than I remembered yep. since the last time I watched oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, Except for all the flipping cars, maybe. The, yeah, there was only one part, and it was when they flipped. It, it was like just truck. a fire truck <laughs> yeah, that was the focal like, point, that, and it was just a... like, oh, that's a toy. Yep. But the rest yeah. of it looked wonderful. A toy, or yeah, some yeah, some kind of cartoon <laughs> that we're watching. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was weird when the movie turned into a cartoon in the middle. <laughs> yeah, man, it was nuts. Stop motion. <laughs> Roger Rabbit showed yeah. up. Yeah, fucking bonkers. Uh, Trevor, mm-hmm. my rock. Mm. What did you think of the movie? I've, I've just been thinking about how this movie, uh, one thing that I, it taught me about was the concept of internal bleeding. Oh. <laughs> and how when, very quickly when, you die from when, it. When and it's, how it puts you it's to like, sleep. It's like, oh, she's bleeding internally. We how can't it's a do, fucking death sentence. We can't do anything about it. It's like, really? You could be, so if you're bleeding internally, like that's it for you? That's yeah. Is that true no even to today but in then not you learn, the 90s? But then you learn that's what a bruise is. Oh, right. Because... That's totally <laughs> blood <laughs> yeah. under your skin. So it must be something else, like something important that's bleeding internally. Yeah, like uh, all of it. Yeah, well, just your body is bleeding inside. So yeah. actually, she was just a blood bag by the end. Of this. Oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. You, so I, I, you do standardized patient work. Yeah. So, so what do you, what do you know about? And also for our listeners at home, what is standardized patient work? So standardized patient work essentially is I work as an actor for medical students for them to practice um, doing uh, physical exams, delivering bad news, or diagnostic stuff. And so they do a lot of like moulage, so like fake whatever. And they have um, teachers who talk them through certain things. So there's this one case I do that I have to make these awful striated breathing sounds and it's like an ER simulation. And so they're like, oh, okay, this person has been shot and the bullet entered here and there's tenderness in the abdomen. And so what turns out is like the bullet ricochets inside, it goes in your abdomen. And so if you have internal, (laughs) if you have internal bleeding anywhere inside your abdominal cavity or anywhere inside your thoracic cavity, you can die within an hour. Okay. So and she was. She was. Oh, okay. she well, was, so yeah, it was. It was, it was probably while, yeah. like abdominal bleeding because um, it's one of those things where it's harder to um diagnose because since there's so much in there, it's like you get um, you get kind of like pressure sensitivity with it and you get a lot of pain. Yeah. But unless you do a CT scan, you can't tell what's bleeding, so you yeah. can't close it up. So wow. yeah. And CT scans take a little bit of time. Yeah. So, so don't get shot, guys. So she was just sleeping. She's just sleeping. Well, as someone who's used your acting prowess to have internal bleeding, how do you think the president's wife did <laughs> in the movie? She was very stately. You know what? Yeah, yeah she, she was very She kept it together. Um, but you know what? She seemed appropriately uncomfortable while trying to comfort her child. Right. True. And then she was like, please get well, her get off, her off, off of me. <laughs> I'm yeah, bleeding no. internally. That was, that was just something I bleed more. never picked up on before. It was like, she was like literally going, I can't do this right now. Like, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm, I'm literally dying. And I can't. It hurts me too much to see my daughter. Yeah, it was, it was so. Rough. Yeah, man, it was bad. Fuck. I thought it was just because her daughter was laying on top of her bleeding abdomen. <laughs> no, I got, yeah. I got that as like an emotional, like I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Like, yeah, <laughs> both. So yeah, both. probably both. Most of us in this Oops. room had heard Bill Pullman's speech like a million times. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like I, I'm sorry, just as inspired as I was the first time yep. I heard it. Chills every uh, time. I, I very much. What did you legitimately think about? Like, what did you honestly think about that? Honestly, I was into it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> like because it was one of those things where I was like, okay, okay. But then when he was like, "We are fighting annihilation," and I was yeah. like, "Oh fuck!" And that really like sunk in because usually it's just like Oil. battle cry about principle, rah, rah, rah. battle cry about principle, freedom, whatever. He's like, "No, seriously, we're all gonna fucking no, die." It's like and ex- we're it's extermination or we live. Yeah, so. and so I I did really feel myself drawn in and uh usually I'm I'm a little bit harder of a nut to crack for that. So yeah, I thought the I thought the speech was awesome. Yeah, and that's I think what I something that I liked about it was like I still expected it to be kind of uh like cheesy inspirational speech. And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, yeah, sure it is. Like a little, a little bit. bit. But no, but it still manages to be like yeah, fuck yeah. And that like one like rhyme that's in there. It's short so it's not boring. <laughs> right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's nice. I mean the time was kind of 
of the essence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they strap them into a jet. Trevor, do you have some notes on your phone there? Yeah, I got. I mean, you know, I've been. I took a couple. One of them was Welcome Wagon. <laughs> I, I remember really loving, like, Aww. even as a kid, I'm like, oh, they're going to send these guys up in the helicopter, huh? Oh, they're going to flash some lights right at the, uh, yeah. <laughs> what they assume is the front of the ship? So, this oh, is well, going to go no, great. No, no, what they, they unanimously agreed was the, that's like a is line the in the front. movie that yeah. I never It was moving on. in that general direction. That part stayed facing forward. This is the front. But also- They uh, flash a bunch of lights, like, uh, yeah, I like to, Close Encounters. I like to, yeah, I was going to say, I like to think in this universe, it, like, someone was like, what should we do? And they're like, well, you remember in Close Encounters? When they, uh, See, where they failed was they, that they didn't have the cool music bah, bah, part. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> they yeah. missed out. Uh, they need both, light and music, yeah. or else you cannot make that first contact. need a score by John Williams. Yeah. Although, Although the hey, score was pretty great. David Arnold was his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I loved the score. I thought it was really Fantastic. good. Yeah, yeah, I was super into it. So, Welcome Wagon, what else you got? What other? I was just psyched about that. Let's see. Uh, oh, Jane from uh, Firefly yeah, is in it a lot. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. one of the Area 51 people. Yeah. Oh, Mae Whitman, Io pointed out. <gasps> yes, yeah. I fucking no-scoped Mae Whitman as a baby. I, I was, was really impressed with myself, but I also love Mae Whitman, so that was pretty cool. Uh, let's see what else do I have here. Star Fox 64. Yes. Uh, there's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. There's yeah. a level in Star Fox 64 yeah. that's basically like you uh, go into all range yeah. mode. Right. It's a big mothership. You shoot a bunch of uh, little spacecraft that look exactly but a lot of them like too, yes. They have shields. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you shoot them and they do the little spinny thing that those ones do. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, Star Fox 64. They totally took that from Independence Day, but Absolutely. I'm so glad that they did because that was really fun to play. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's bad. I think we covered most of my other stuff. Oh, Jim. Jim the Immortal. Yeah, so <laughs> he is in so many commercials. Well, and I thought it was funny that, like, because uh, again, wouldn't have picked up on it w- unless it was for subtitles, which is why I'm glad we always watch with subtitles. Is that, like, he there in a span of like about five minutes, Jim gets a lot of screen time. Yeah, he becomes the most important yeah. person on screen. He's always helping out. He's always there with what needs, you know, what they need. They're like, Jim, I need the thing. He's like, got it. I'm Jim. I'm right here. Yeah. I was sleeping <laughs> at my desk when I was introduced because as a character. I work fucking hard at Area 51. At Area 51 Jim. Yeah. I've never I haven't left this place in 10 years. Yeah. Area 51 was funny too because they introduced it like the president has no idea. Yeah. And only that CIA guy who I thought was the vice president, but I guess No, he's was the secretary, secretary of defense. Of defense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So he was the head of the CIA and so he's like, uh there's some stuff we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah, by the See? way. And he's like, why didn't I know about this? Plausible deniability. Yeah, I mean, that's the easiest two-word explanation as to mm-hmm. why the president did not know about it. But most of you guys thought that Randy Quaid had been abducted by I those think, aliens. I don't yeah. think that he was. Abducted. I think that you he know, was. I don't, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Why? Well, I mean, because you well, we also made that comment. Like, do you think everybody in the world was abducted by those aliens? And the likelihood that he was abducted by those aliens, I think, is relatively uh, low when you, when you talk. Well, about so it. what happened? Maybe he was abducted by other aliens. Maybe he was really drunk because he's. Shown. But it sounds like you don't uh, think you don't think if they were you know, doing rec- if they're doing like some kind of reconnaissance in the 1950s when they got the other spaceship that Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith take into space. You don't think that maybe they've come and done some xenobiology research on us? He says they've been studying us for years. That's how they knew to go to the White House. That's how they knew to go to the yeah. Empire State Building well, and Los and also Angeles. Too, but I feel like they could have learned that like on their uh, way into the atmosphere. But I also but I also no, but you know what? Now I'm leaning towards it because like why would you return him? Like people go missing all the fucking time. Like you know, have you ever watched Unsolved Mysteries? Randy Quaid could have been on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. In fact, I'm sure he probably still could be. Maybe he was like an unfit specimen. Yeah, that's fine. But they would have just killed him. Yeah, just vaporize that shit. Yeah, Turn him into know, a man. battery like they do in the Matrix. They send people back all the time. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that in a movie that supposes that aliens come to Earth and interact with people, I think that it would be too much of a throwaway to have a guy be ranting and raving about being abducted and then be like, oh, psyche wasn't abducted, but aliens are real. Like, I I just feel like the way scripts are set up, that would be a lazy choice. I mean, but it's just as likely that he was crazy because, like, even if there's aliens, Mm -hmm. no, 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 there's also crazy people. For sure. I just like, 
I don't know, like the way the cigar thing came back and all that stuff. Yeah. I like I think just with the idea of kind of like returning back to points. Mm-hmm. I don't know, in, but that's in the context of the script, I think it's it's safe to assume that he had been abducted by those aliens. I think um, from a from a more objective standpoint, I think that it's statistically <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> Kevin, can we take a step into problematic corner for oh, a second? Absolutely, <laughs> and this will be the final segment of the episode. <laughs> Let's go. Hi, uh, I think that uh, aliens abducting you and anal probing you as a silly <laughs> bit is the prison rape joke of science fiction. I yes. 100% agree. Not they funny. For sure. I agree. Well, and like, well, and I will say, I don't think they never said anally probe, but, <laughs> but they asked they if they did. But they, they did say they sexually abused him. And yeah, I totally agree. It goes into that territory. And it's definitely, uh, I remember laughing at that when I was younger. <laughs> and definitely, that's, that is become a, that is a trope in science fiction that, yeah, it is the prison rape joke. And it's not funny, not guys. Funny. It's not funny. Um, there was a Write poster that I noticed in the trailer that um, Randy Quaid's kids lived in that said, I don't date outside of my species. <laughs> Just a weird little piece of set that I thought was really weird. So like weird. a weird like anti <laughs> anti alien maybe or maybe yeah. but they don't know aliens exist at this point. They didn't. Other, and other than their dad, maybe but their dad, dad is kind age. of like a crazy alien yeah. person. So yeah. like maybe he does like maybe he's thinking. Of aliens. Well, yeah, maybe Randy Quaid brought that poster home after right. he was abducted by aliens. Sure. And he was like, listen. Maybe I wasn't clear enough, guys. Don't hey. pick me up. I saw my trailer at Don't 9 in the night. I was right. going to say 9 in the morning. All right. Uh, morning? Real yeah. quick, final thoughts on Independence Day. Uh, personally, I say uh, watch it every 4th of July. <laughs> it's totally worth it. It will not get old, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you keep it to just a once-a-year holiday thing. Loved it very much. Cherish it always. Kevin, final thought. Uh, you know, come back to me. All right. I have you know, that. I had a great time watching it. There were a lot of moments that I was very engaged. Um, it was super freaky when the alien made the data guy talk. I was wrapped by that. Um, overall, watch it. Keep an eye out for Boomer. Boomer, Boomer, Boomer. Soren, final thought. I say watch it every month. It can be independent. <laughs> Independence Day. Independence Every day. Day of the month. Every fourth. Every. It's every, my. Yeah. All right. That's great. Uh, final thought, Trevor? It is, it is totally coincidence that it was July 4th. <laughs> like, the aliens could have invaded any time. It's really clever marketing that they happen to. Yeah, and it's also good that, like, I love that the American president is like, eh, kind of works out that it's July 4th. Basically, fate <laughs> all of the world. And it's an American holiday, and we figured out how to kill them. Mm. Hmm. I really didn't have a speech, but this is going to be Independence Day for the world, but more like kind of like America Day for the world. Like, let's celebrate America (laughs) today. We nailed it. Thanks, Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This was Pete Goldblum, though. That's yeah. He was my favorite part of this. Absolutely. For sure. Was that, was uh, any other final thoughts from you? Uh, no. Kev, did you Uh, think of something? Feel free to watch it every year. (laughs) Area 51 is real, and remember to phone home. To your mom. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to close the book on Independence Day. Uh, Kevin, I.O., Soren, you, you guys got anything going on you need to plug? Well, as always, you can come to the last hurrah on the last Sunday of every month until September when we'll move to the last Friday of every month and we'll Hell charge yeah. you $10 to attend. And that's at the Maryland Ensemble Theater. You can uh, find more info at marylandensemble.org. Io, what's up with you? Uh, so you can listen to my podcast uh, called All Dogs Go to Hollywood, which is a dog movie podcast. It's super fun. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at ADGTHcast. Yes. Because <laughs> All Dogs Go to Hollywood cast. Just truncate that yeah. and then you can also follow my new twitter account wet for gold bloom at twitter <laughs> does this movie count as a dog movie because of boomer um i think tangentially yeah. like tangentially least. yeah but I, I don't think there's enough dog content to create its own right. dog episode. tent it's definitely not Christmas dog tent. I love it. Soren, what you got going on uh, nothing new. Just uh, come on by the Record Exchange sometime. Say hi. I'll, yes, thank I'll you to our sponsor for providing yeah. today's yeah. movie, yeah. The Record Exchange, yeah. Yeah. located and, in and, historic uh, downtown Frederick, Maryland, <laughs> at <laughs> what's your address? One hundred and fifty-one North Market Street. Oh yeah, right. Downtown Pick Frederick. Yep. 
Um, <laughs> and then um, maybe look forward to our our Animorphs podcast that's oh, oh yeah. forthcoming. Yes. Yeah, fuck Animorphs yeah. Animorphs book club. <laughs> I love that idea. All right. And, of course, you can always reach us at nowavailableov at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us or catch us on Instagram at nowavailableovc. Also, you can always contribute to our Patreon. We love you. It's patreon.com slash the annual. Trevor. Tom. The time has come. Parting words of wisdom. You know, guys, we will not go quietly into the night. (laughs) We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. And we also check and replace our smoke detector batteries. Right now. <laughs> Still not registering. Yeah, uh, on, the... Who do I talk to about harassment at the annual? Uh, <laughs> you talk <table>. to me. <laughs> uh, what do you Kevin, want? Damn it. Do you want more? <laughs> Kevin, I don't more think harassment? I don't think you've done your Title IX training. <laughs> I'm the president. I don't need. I don't need it. That's oh yeah, you're exempt. Uh,